And I'm just kidding. But, but uh, whatever strikes your fancy, hope to be a blessing to you. Ezekiel 37. These bones will live again. Ezekiel 37 verses 1 through 14 is where we'll be. When you find it, say amen. amen. And let's pray. Our great Father, we're grateful to be in your house to look at this text, reflect upon it, think about it, think about the hope that we have because of it. And we give you the glory and the honor. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Ezekiel 37. Follow along with me as I read verse 1 through 14. The Bible says, The hand of the Lord was upon me and carried me out in the spirit of the Lord and set me down in the midst of the valley, which was full of bones. What was it full of? And he caused me to pass by them round about. And behold, there were very many in the open valley. And lo, they were very dry. Notice that. And he said unto me, Son of man, can these bones live? And I answered, O Lord, O God, thou knowest. Again, he said unto me, prophesy, preach to these bones. And say to them, O you dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. Thus saith the Lord God unto these bones, Behold, I will cause breath to enter into you, and you shall live. I will lay sinews upon you. I will bring up flesh upon you and cover you with skin and put breath in you, and you shall live, and you shall know that I am the Lord. Amen? Amen. So I prophesied. I preached my message just like I was commanded, and I prophesied, and there was a noise. Uh-oh. And behold, a shaking. And them bones came together, bone to his bone. And when I beheld, lo, the sinews and the flesh came upon them, and skin covered them above, and there was no breath in them. Then he said he unto me, prophesy unto the wind. Now he preaching to the wind. So he says, prophesy to the wind, prophesy, son of man, and say to the wind, thus saith the Lord God, come from the four winds, O breath, and breathe upon these slain, and they may live. So I prophesied as he commanded and breath came unto them and they lived and stood upon their feet and great exceeding army. Then he said to me, son of man, these bones are the whole house of Israel. Behold, they say our bones are dried and our hope is lost. We are cut off for our parts. Therefore prophesy and say to them. Now he preaching to the people. First it was to the bones. Then it was to the wind. Now he preaching to the people. Somebody say amen. And he said, prophesy, say to them, thus saith the Lord God, behold, O my people, I will open your graves. I don't think y'all heard me. I said, I will open your graves. Amen. Come on. That's shouting ground right there. And I'll cause you to come up out of your graves and bring you into the land of Israel. And you shall know that I am the Lord when I have opened your graves, O my people. And I brought you up out of your graves and, and, and I shall put my spirit in you and you shall live. And I shall place you in your own land, and then you shall know that I, the Lord, have spoken it and performed it, saith the Lord. We're going to pull out some key ideas from this prophecy. It's a great, great text of Scripture uh, to help us better understand and celebrate the wonder of the resurrection. See, the, the wonderful, most wonderful part about it, Jesus wasn't alone with the resurrection. We're going to join him one day. Amen. Amen. And so, so, again, valleys, think about this for me. Back in our text here in the first uh, part, he talked about this valley, didn't he? You know, there are places that are below and that are between mountaintops. They, they symbolize unmet expectations, uh, unfulfilled dreams and missed blessings. You know, many people die miserable in the valley before ever reaching their blessing on the mountaintop. Yes. You know, in the valleys. We're exposed to more dangers, to carnivores, scavengers, snakes, and so forth. These all hunt in the valleys. Uh, weaker animals escape, though, to the mountains for safety, yes? 
You know, the Bible says on the screen here is this verse of scripture, Psalm 11 and verse one. In the Lord put I my trust. How say ye to my soul, flee as a bird to your mountain? You know, sometimes out of fear or laziness or complacency, we just give up and take our chances in the valley of despair, don't we? Never climbing higher to see what God has for us in the mountains. We die there, miserable, never realizing our fullest potential for God. I want you to notice that he says in this text in Ezekiel, that was a valley that was full of bones, full of them. Very many. And that speaks of the whole generation giving themselves over to sin. My, don't we live in that time today? The parallel is the children of Israel wandering in the wilderness because of their sin. And they all died in the wilderness. Many of them died in the wilderness. And they weren't even given a decent burial here in this text. Psalm 141 and verse 7 says this. Our bones are scattered at the grave's mouth as, it, as when one cuts and cleaves wood on the earth. You know, how when you cut wood, those shards of wood just go kind of everywhere. And, you know, the sawdust just kind of goes everywhere and you leave it on the ground. That's the picture. You know, here in this context, quick and proper burial was very important to the Jews. In Jewish tradition, as a sign of respect, somebody would always stay with the body until burial. Only in cases of being the Sabbath day or the hardship maybe of a loved one getting there on time, there would be a funeral po uh, postponed more than one day. They got you right in the ground when you died in this culture for a lot of number of reasons. Jesus never laid in state. Rather, his body was placed in the tomb immediately after he was taken off the cross. Are you hearing me today? Deuteronomy 21:23 says his body shall not remain all night upon the tree, but thou shalt in not in any wise bury him that day. But thou shalt in any wise bury him that day. Notice that for he that is hanged is accursed of God and the land be not defiled, which the Lord thy God gives thee for an inheritance. So it would be cursed for somebody to uh, remain and stay on the cross or stay uh, other than being buried right away. Amen. So here we see some other things I want you to see in another passage in Mark 15, verse 42 and following. The Bible says, now when the even was come, notice this, because it was the preparation, that is the day before the Sabbath, Joseph of Arimathea, an honorable counselor, which also waited for the kingdom of God, came and went in boldly unto Pilate, and crave the body of Jesus. This is now the uh, Jesus who had died on the cross and so forth. And Pilate marveled if he were already dead. And calling unto him the centurion, he asked if whether he had been any while dead. And when he knew of the centurion, he gave the body to Joseph. And he brought fine linen and took him down and wrapped him in the linen. And immediately, immediately, notice that, laid him in a sepulcher. That means grave, which was hewn out of a rock. And, a roll, and rolled a stone unto the door of the sepulchre. And Mary Magdalene and Mary, the mother of Joseph, beheld where he was laid. Are you with me so far? Yes. Talk about them dry bones. Yeah. Back to them old dry bones. You know, they were strewn around randomly because they were so dry. You know, when ancient nations defeated another nation in battle, they would leave their bodies to rot uh, unburied in the sun because they didn't care. Amen. Connective tissues, ligaments dried up. The bones would separate. So there was no way to tell what bone belonged to what skeleton. Amen. Verse 7 tells us that they had to be put back together, bone to his bone. See, God knows every uh, molecule in your body. He knows which bone is yours. Yeah, I, 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 that one 20 yards away. Bring it over here, angel. No, no, don't get lazy. No, that don't go up. That's Hannah bone. Bring Hannah. Oh, that's, yeah, that Mary bone. Bring Hannah bone. Yep, yep, yep. Huh? See, God knows where every one of them are. Amen. The foxes don't care. 
but Jesus does. Amen. Aren't you glad he knows you every jot and tittle of you? Amen. Amen. And so bone to his bone and like these that were scattered, these 12 tribes, uh, 10 tribes particularly had been dispersed all over the surrounding nations and they became a lost people. The northern tribes of Israel are referred to many times as the lost tribes of Israel. God don't lose nobody. Amen. Last time I checked. Amen. And so, uh, so, so the Bible's very clear here. Look at this passage in Jeremiah. The Bible says in Jeremiah 25, 30 and following, he says, Therefore prophesy thou against all uh, them these words. He said, A noise shall come. Say, A noise shall come. Come on. And he says, To the ends of the earth, for the Lord has a controversy with the nations. He will plead, notice, with all flesh. He will give them that are wicked to the sword, saith the Lord. Thus saith the Lord of hosts, behold, evil shall go forth from nation to nation. And a great whirlwind shall be raised up from the coasts of the earth. And the slain of the Lord shall be at that day from one end of the earth, even to the other end of the earth. And they shall not be lamented, not be uh, cried over, if you will, neither gathered nor buried. They shall be dung upon the ground. Amen. So you can play with God all you want to. I don't want to be a part of that number right there. Amen. I want to be a part of the glorious resurrection number. Yes. Amen. I don't want to be left behind. You know, God knows every hair on our head. Yes. Let alone every bone in your body. This is important to fully understand then resurrection. See, literally, it is a reconstitution. That's what resurrection is of the body that was torn apart, maybe by wild animals or blown apart by explosion or even burned to ashes. Amen. God knows where every molecule is and he promises his people a bodily resurrection. Somebody help me and say amen right there. Amen. And so so notice in verse 11 in our text, he says that the bones was so dry, didn't he not? And he talked about the fact that people had no hope. You know, today we have the technology to grow new cells. Even some body parts, noses, ears, blood vessels from existing tissue, stem cells in a lab. Yes. It's called regenerative medicine. But if there's no raw tissue to work with, only dry bones, it's a hopeless situation, yes? See, Israel was now at their lowest. They were at the end of themselves in verse 11. It says for, notice it says at the end of verse 11, for, for our parts. What does that mean? They're saying for as far as we concern, we're cut off. God forgot all about us, okay? The same Hebrew word is used by Isaiah later. Look at this passage in Isaiah 53, verse 8. He, speaking about Jesus, was taken from prison and from judgment. And who shall declare his generation? For he was cut off out of the land of the living for the transgression, for the sin of my people was he stricken. Jesus was beat on that cross for your sins, friend. Yes. Amen. He died on that cross and rose again for your sins to wash your sins away. See, when we think about that, I think about Lamentations 354 also that says waters flowed over my head and they said, I am cut off. And that's kind of where these people were. That's where they felt how they felt. You know, only God can make something out of nothing. Yes? yes. He alone can make springs in the desert and the rough ways plain and the high mountains. He can make them flat. Amen. Amen. See, God can make a way. Come on, y'all help me finish this out of. No way. Amen. He can make a way out of no way. See, when we see no way like Israel in verse 11, God says, I got a million ways. Yes. yes, yes. Even though they thought he gave up on them, they were cut off. God still calls them his people twice. We see that in verse 12 and in verse 13 of our text in, in Ezekiel. See, let's talk about Jesus then, how he is our resurrection in life. A couple of verses now to reflect on about Jesus. 
The Bible says in John 5, 21, for as the father raises up the dead and quickens or makes alive them, so the son quickens or makes alive whom he will. He also says, Jesus said unto her, I am the resurrection. That's all you need to know. I am the resurrection. Amen. I am the life. And he that believes in me, though he were dead, yet shall them bones live. I added the bones part, but y'all feel me. Amen. <laughs> yet shall them bones live. Come on, y'all help me now. Huh? Yet shall he live. So, so there's power in Bible preaching. That's what I get out of this text. Because he told him to preach three times to three different segments of God's creation. The key word throughout Ezekiel's book is prophesy. Prophesy with an S-Y is the verb form of prophecy with a C-Y. It's a verb. It means to take the book and make it live. Amen. Amen. Run with it and tell it, take it to the nations. Amen. See, this involves both a foretelling and a foretelling. We don't have anything to foretell because 66 books already foretold it. So now we're foretelling that book. That is a completed prophecy. Three times in this text, Ezekiel is commanded to prophesy. When God's, and, and each time something powerful happens, yes? So likewise, when we preach God's word, things happen, yes? yes. Things happen. Look at Jeremiah. What, look, look, look at what Jeremiah says about it, 23, 28, and 29. The prophet that had a dream, let him tell a dream. He that has my word, let him speak my word faithfully. What is the chaff to the wheat? In other words, what is the, the remainder, the, the leftover part of the wheat to the wheat, saith the Lord? Is not my word like a fire, saith the Lord, and like a hammer that breaks the rock in pieces? So let's talk about Ezekiel's three messages here for a minute. Okay. First of all, the first message is to the dry bones, to the dry bones. Uh, and, and in verses four and five here, the dead hear and receive life. Do you see that? The scripture says in another place, and you hath he quickened. He has made us alive who were dead in trespasses and sins in Ephesians 2 and verse 1. But then we see his second message to the four winds. Amen. Here the spirit moves in verses 9 and 10 and he speaks to the winds and he prophesies to the wind. You got to be you, you, you got to have faith when you preaching just to the wind. Ain't nobody out there. You just preaching, preaching, preaching to the wind. Amen. Why? Because you believe God going to take those words to somebody who needs to hear them. Amen. See that body on the operating table or in that hospital bed. It isn't dead until God says so. Amen. My brother in law still here. Why? Because he's in God's hand. God going to keep him long as he want to. Amen. Amen. And so I say that to say this. God can bring your loved one back to life again if he so chooses. Amen. I totally believe that. Yes. So he preached to the dry bones. Yes. He preached to the four winds. Now he preaching to y'all. Huh? Amen. He bringing it right on home. Amen. You know, every good message got three points in a poem. We winding it on up. We getting down to the third point. Amen. To the, so now he's preaching to the closed graves. The dead will rise again. See, these graves will open up and they will re-inhabit their land. Yes. You know, the same message of hope that brings people out of the grave also brings you out of hopelessness. It brings you out of despair. Notice they said our hope is lost and we are cut off. No, you're not. No, you're not. God too big for that. Amen. Last time I checked. Amen. So just some final thoughts here on our hope of resurrection. You know, God is good even when we not. Don't you know that? Notice he says in verse nine, breathe upon these slain that they may live. They were slain for their sins. And so he rises. He, 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 he raises up the very ones that he had slain in verse nine for their disobedience. God wounds, but he heals. Amen. Yeah. 
he kills, but he makes alive. Yes, he casts down, but praise God, he lifts up. Can we give him some praise? Amen. See, everyone, here's another thought, everyone will be resurrected, but not everybody going to the same place. You do understand that, yes? Amen. We all going to raise up. Some of us may go right back up and right back down, okay? But everybody's going to be raised up to stand before the Lord. You do understand that, right? And so, so everybody will be resurrected, but we all don't go to the same place. See, that's where Easter starts to really, really then become real, real important. And understanding that that resurrection is only for people who believe in the resurrection. Okay? Whether you believe or not, you still won't be resurrected. Okay? But see, if you don't believe in Jesus, you ain't gonna, you gonna, you're not coming up much higher than, than, yeah. And then we go right back down. Okay? That's it. You're just gonna stand up so you can stand and look Jesus in the face. Because he want to look you in the face. Okay? He already put you in hell temporarily, but all the graves are open. Hell and death and hell, the Bible says, will be, will be risen up to stand before the Lord. And they will be cast into the lake of fire, which is the second death. Man that is born once will die twice. People who are born twice. So you got to ask you, have I been born again? Amen. Huh? You shall die but once. So do understand. It depends on which resurrection that you are part of, depending on where you spend eternity. That's very important to understand. See, there's two Israels in view here. There's believing Israel and there's unbelieving Israel. There are also two different resurrections, one to eternal life and another to eternal damnation. The Bible makes that very clear. These dry bones represented the whole house of Israel in verse number 11. However, every house has both good and bad vessels in it, does it not? But I want you to also understand that believing versus unbelieving house of Israel. Let me show you another verse of scripture here in 2 Timothy 2, 19 and following. Nevertheless, the foundation of God stands sure. You can say whatever you want, but this is foundational truth here. And it has this seal. The Lord knows them who are his. Okay. He knows who you are. Okay. We ain't talking about Santa Claus. He knows when you are sleeping. No, we ain't talking about that one. He knows when you are awake. No, that's Jesus. Amen. Okay. Let everyone that names the name of Jesus Christ depart from iniquity. Leave your sin behind. But in a great house, there are not only vessels of gold. We just said this of silver, but also of wood and earth. Yes. You don't prize those like you do those pretty brass and silver ones. Amen. And some to honor and some to dishonor. See, if a man purges himself from these, the Bible says he shall be a vessel unto honor, sanctified. That's a huge word in the Bible to understand. And it means to be made saintly. That's literally what it means. What it sounds like is what it means. It means to be made righteous. To be sanctified means to be made a saint in the eyes of God. And to, and to be meet or useful for the master. And prepared under every good work. So we don't get saved to sit and soak. We get to, we get to sit and soak on Sunday morning, but we get to serve Monday through Saturday. Amen? Yep. And so then there's this resurrection to life. That's the resurrection uh, to, to uh, versus the resurrection of damnation. Notice this other verse here. The Bible says in John 5, 28, marvel not at this. Jesus says, for the hour is coming in the which that all that are in the grave shall hear his voice. I said, everybody's going to rise up. Okay. And they shall come forth. Okay. Uh, no, I don't feel like coming right now. No, you're going to come. Oh, yeah. 
Oh yeah, you're going to come. Huh? And, and, and they, they that have done good unto the resurrection of life, and they that have done evil unto the resurrection of damnation. Amen? Oh, but you're going to rise. You will give allegiance to your king. Amen? You will one day bow. Amen? Before his feet. Amen? And that's far as you're going to get to go if you don't know him. You're going to bow at his feet, and that's high as you're going to go up, you're going to go right back down into a worse place than hell was. This is real stuff, folks. Amen? See, only the bones who believe God's word are saved and they will receive the resurrection of life just like Abraham did by faith. So we need to have some believing bones. Say believing bones. See, one of the greatest archaeological discoveries was the bones of a meat eating dinosaur larger than T-Rex called Spinosaurus. Scientists found only some of its skeletal bones, but they wanted to bring it back to life so bad that they pulled out all of their scientific know-how and available to them. They put sinews on it, CG-wise, amen? They put, they, they put a, a body on this monster. They used old photographs and of earlier bones that were found from a different Spinosaurus and computer-generated models to fill the gaps. God don't need no CG, though, amen? See, see, once they had a complete skeleton, then, thanks to CG, we can now put flesh and skin on this creature and make him walk again. But see, putting Spinosaurus on a video screen is the best that we can do. That's the best that we can do to bring in the dead back to life again. Spinosaurus is still dead. See, the skeleton in the museum has some original bones as well as many others carved out of some type of plastic material used uh, on computer-generated templates. Now they can carve them in 3D. They have 3D printers now who can actually make those uh, uh, items. You know, but only Jesus can regenerate that which was dead. Do you understand that? Uh, according to Titus 3.5, the Bible says very clearly to us, um, and uh, that, that uh, I'll just read it to you. It's not up on the screen, but, but, but Titus 3.5 talks about the fact that we are saved by his regeneration. Amen? See, the real wonder of this prophecy of resurrection is in the fact that our human bodies are still only walking dead corpses spiritually unless we have his breath, his spirit living in us. A couple of other verses and I'm done. John 3 and verse 6 says, that which is born of the flesh, your humanness, is what you carry with you from now until you die. That's flesh. You're always going to be that. Okay? And, but that which is born of the spirit is spirit. The key part to your life eternally is the second part of that verse. Because we all got the first part of it. We all in a human uh, predicament together. Because of Adam and Eve. The Bible says because of what they did, we're all sinners and we're all flesh. Because they disobeyed God, we disobeyed God in them. But there's a way out. You can be born again. Amen? Amen. You need Jesus. You need Jesus in your heart. You need to receive him as your Lord and Savior. One other verse. But you are not of the flesh. Amen? But you're in the spirit. This is speaking to those on the other side of the cross. If so, be that the spirit of God dwell in you. If any man have not the spirit of Christ, he has none of his. Let me just say a couple of things in closing. If you've never received Jesus regenerating work accomplished by receiving his spirit in your life, today is that great day. But I want you to notice what I didn't say, what Jesus did not say. He did not say receive religion. He did not say to uh, go to church, though it's a great place to go. He did not say read your Bible, though that's a great thing to do. He said in order for you to be saved that you need to be born again. That's a conscious act. The first one for you was unconscious. Though you came out conscious, 
you didn't have any, you know, say so in the fact that you would be born the first time. That was a mommy daddy thing and a God thing. Amen. If the baby coming, that baby coming. Amen. Sometime in the ambulance on the way to the to the hospital. But that baby coming. Amen. But see, the born again piece you got to do. God is waiting in heaven. The angels, the nurses are standing by with rags ready to go, ready to hold that baby and cut that umbilical cord and cut you loose to serve God. But you got to cry out. Lord, I need you. The church can't save me. My baptism, my little holy water that somebody sprinkled on me when I was a baby won't save me. Amen. Only Jesus, only the blood of Christ will save me. You better stop trusting in the wrong thing. So you grew up going to church. And what that have to do with, uh, with a bag of chips? I don't mean to burst your bubble, but that doesn't mean anything. Okay? What means everything is you've made a conscious decision, a conscious choice to recognize what Jesus did and his efficacy on that cross and that vicarious sacrifice he made for you. He died, he shed blood, he was buried, he rose again on his own, and now he stands in heaven saying, come. And in order for us to be born again, we have to let go of religion. We have to let go of what mommy and daddy told us or what we have thought about or our preconceived notions about church and spiritual things. You can die and go to hell with those preconceived notions. Without Jesus, he says, I am the way. I am the truth and I am the life. Apart from him, there's no other way. There's no other truth. And there's no other life. You have to come through him. And so as we bow our heads and close our eyes, as we reflect upon what we've heard today, this is the most important time in this sermon for you as a person who may or may not know Jesus, because there are decisions that need to be made. Maybe you didn't expect to come and make a decision for Jesus today. Maybe you thought that you did, but you were sadly mistaken and you never really trusted him like the Bible says that you need to. So while your heads are bowed, while your eyes are closed, in the quietness of this moment, in the quietness of your seat, as we reflect on what Jesus did for us, we have to make a choice. To not make a choice means that we have negated the second part of John 3, 6, and that we've not been born of the Spirit. And we'll die as flesh. If you want to die as a spirit being and have Jesus in you, then you need to receive his spirit by praying a little prayer. Dear Lord, I'm a sinner. I know you died on the cross for my sins. I don't want to go to hell. Please come in.